Hartley calls me up on what ground? I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. Calm down, Greg, it's soccer. It's soccer. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Everybody out at once. The English Premier League returns Friday, August 11th at 3 p.m. with newly promoted Burnley taking on English champions Manchester City. Welcome back to the Plus Money Podcast, the best soccer betting podcast in 15 minutes or less. I'm Andrew Passaro. Joining me is Ani Sridhar. It is good to be back betting on another eventful and massive season in the English Premier League. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at the Plus Money Pod at Andrew Passaro, at Ani's323 for our latest plays, parlays, everything. We're talking about it all. The transfer window has been absolutely nuts. It's been a crazy, crazy day. Rumors. Bayern Munich's Harry Kane bid being accepted. Still unclear if he will join the German Giants. We've got transfer rumors all over the place with Liverpool and Chelsea and defensive midfield. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about gambling. And Ani, I hear you have some week one trends for us. Yeah, Andrew, I mean, it's great to be back, first of all. It's, like, happy and sad. Happy because, you know, Prem's back. Sad, that means summer's coming to an end. Um, This summer window's gone crazy, like you said. But week one is upon us. Uh, Last year, game week one, home teams had four wins, four losses, and two draws. So pretty even across the board. No significant advantage to playing at home in in the first week. Five of the games, uh, only five games went over two and a half goals, which means five games went under the total. There were five clean sheets last year in game one, and only one team scored over two goals, and that was Tottenham against Southampton. They put up four goals against last year's last place team that got relegated. So uh, if you're betting on team totals, only one team scored over two and a half last year. So uh, it's something to keep note here uh, going into the first week of the season. All right, let's jump into it. We'll start with Burnley taking on Manchester City. I do have a play for that. That being said, if you're following it on YouTube, you see it right now. I got a bunch of other plays for this podcast, so I don't want to give them all out on the pod, so it's flashing right in front of you on YouTube. I will tweet it 30 minutes before game time tomorrow, so either follow me on Twitter or be watching the YouTube right now. Ani, do you have anything for Burnley taking on City? Yeah, I mean... It's not something I love doing. That's betting the under. And um, but hey, it's the first game of the year. I can't not have action on it, right? So I'm taking Man City money line and the under three and a half at plus one hundred four. Uh, I think this is going to be a low scoring game. Uh, Burnley is going to do their absolute best here to just contain the damage and put on a good showing. You know, being back in the league. Uh, don't know what Pep's lineup is going to look like, really. Uh, he could be rotating that midfield. We don't really know how this new Manchester City midfield is going to look in general. Uh, they got off to a slow start last season as well. They only won, uh, I believe it was 2-0 against West Ham when they traveled on the road at the open the season. So I see a 2-1, 2-0 Man City win here. So give me the money line and the under 3.5. And, and you get plus odds on that. So I don't, I don't hate that at all. All right, let's go to Saturday morning. Ani, do you have anything for the Arsenal match as they kick off Saturday slate? Yeah, I mean, hey, this is kind of going uh, contradictory to what I said uh, earlier about betting a team total. But uh, Arsenal at home, they're, they've got to be uh, jacked up there. That fan base, Declan Rice in town, Kai Havertz, uh, Jurian Timber, they're legit contenders to win the Premier League this season. And last year in their home opener, they thrashed Leicester 4-2. They take on a Nottingham Forest team, which I think is going to stay up this season, but obviously not going to be in the top 10 in uh, what I think. 
Give me the Arsenal team total over two and a half at minus 115. I do love the Gunners scoring early on Saturday. Let's go to Brighton taking on Luton. I'm excited for this Luton story this year, but they have a very rough start. I expect them to get relegated. Uh, They're not going to be playing at home for a little while as there's construction going on at their stadium, and they have to go away to Brighton and... I have high expectations for Brighton in Europa League. I don't know how that's going to impact their league form, but I have high expectations for them. So I've got two bets here. I've got a parlay, a same-game parlay, Brighton money line, Brighton to score over 1.5, over 2.5 goals in the game, and over 6.5 corners. That clocks in at plus 112. And I kind of like a little sprinkle on Brighton team total over 2.5 just because I don't know if this Luton defense is ready to handle the high-flying, high-intensity Brighton offense, regardless if Caicedo plays or not. Yeah, I I have a very similar pick in this game. I've got the Brighton money line and over 2.5. That comes in at minus 115. Uh, Luton, like you said, don't know if their defense is going to hold up against this Brighton offense, but a lot of young talent to watch out for here. Jao Pedro for Brighton um, and the Manchester City low knee on Luton. Isak Kabore. He's going to play wing back for that team and could be an asset in uh, in your fantasy leagues. All right, let's go to Everton taking on Fulham. I don't know why Fulham are plus 230 money line. I understand. Like, I don't expect Fulham to have a great season, but I don't really expect Everton to have a great season. Uh, big note is that uh, Fulham's Portuguese defensive midfielder uh, is going to be out for a while. He was a heavy transfer target rumor for, Pal- Ever- uh, Pali- for West Pal- Ham. Palina. But- Paulinha, Paulinha. I'm sorry. Yeah, Paulinha. Yeah, probably yeah. butchering yeah. that. There's an H in there that I really don't know how to pronounce. So, uh. and and you have the like the the Portuguese, uh, the, you know the, the, the accent I mark. To which, say yeah, squiggle, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Paulinha expected to be out for quite a while for Fulham, but I still think even though this is at Everton, Fulham draw no bet at plus one forty two. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. Like. Uh, they scored. They scored some goals, even with that. I mean, Mitrovic didn't leave officially yet. They still brought in Jimenez. I, I have question. I mean, they they're getting what Callum Hudson Adoy back in England. There's a bunch of players where if it works out, things will be good at Fulham. It's it's a lot of high risk, high reward, but I think they can get a result at uh, Everton just because Everton haven't done quite enough in the market yet for me. Yeah, on the similar uh, wavelength there, I mean, if you go to uh, at the Plus Money Pod on Twitter and Instagram, we put out our picks for the uh, season, the table, and I do have Fulham finishing pretty low this year, narrowly escaping relegation. So my only pick here is both teams to score no at plus 104. This just looks like a nil-nil or a one-nil game. Just it, It's it's Sean Dyche football, you know? Like, it's, it's going to be ugly when it comes to Everton playing this season. They're just going to scrape and claw their ways out of the relegation zone, so... A lot of low-scoring games, uh, in my opinion, especially against Fulham. So uh, I, I love that it's plus 104 to get uh, this to be a clean sheet one way or another. What other 10 a.m. picks do you have, Ani? Yeah, I've got uh, just one play for Bournemouth against West Ham. Uh, West Ham defense is going to leak goals this year. No Declan Rice anymore in that midfield who's going to be able to recover and stop a lot of these runs. I think Bournemouth, uh, with the new manager coming over from Spain, they're going to play a lot more aggressively, uh, look to attack the ball, especially on the wings. I'm taking my first both teams to score an over two and a half bet of the season at plus 109. Uh, West Ham overs might be back and more so not because of their attack, but because how bad they're going to be defensively. So uh, both teams to score over two and a half at plus 109 for me. Uh, Lucas Paqueta could be another West Ham uh, player leaving 
this offseason, especially from that midfield, which it would be wild to me, but they might get over $70 million from Manchester City, which would mean they have $170 million to spend in the market. I mean, it looks like they're going to get Harry Maguire. It looks like they're going to get James Ward-Prowse, which James Ward-Prowse on free kicks, Harry Maguire, Zuma, Suchek, all on the end of those free kicks is pretty nasty. Look, uh, some some classic Brexit ball if you can pull it off. But if you get Harry we'll Maguire, it's going to make me bet the over even more. <laughs> like that, that that doesn't improve your defense. If anything, it's going to make it even worse. So I I love that for my over bets. If anything, of course. All right, let's go to Newcastle taking on Aston Villa Saturday twelve thirty. If it wasn't for Liverpool Chelsea this weekend. This would be the best game of the weekend. I'm very excited to watch this game. Both teams have had great summer transfer windows. Two teams that I'm bullish on this season. I think Newcastle are going to have a fun season of European campaign, and I still think they're a top-four team. If you missed the Futures pod, go watch it or listen to it right after you finish this. And I think Aston Villa have done great business as well. And this will be my first both teams to score an over 2.5 at plus 105. I also like a Newcastle team total over 1.5 and... A half and 23 plus shots in the game parlayed together at plus 103. Uh, and I found it very interesting. If you add either Isak or Callum Wilson shot on target in this game, the number goes up a lot too. So both of those are, I you know, I don't know if they're going to start both of them. If one's going to start and you're going to see Harvey Barnes on the left, we'll see what happens with lineups, but that's another thing to consider in that game. This is uh, it's it's the first bet that we're gonna disagree on, and we're gonna be on complete opposites here. And what it's just, um, it might just be because of week one nervousness, I guess, for me, because we really don't know how these teams are gonna come out. We saw a lot in the preseason, but like it's a completely different game when it actually matters. So let me throw you some Newcastle stats here, real quick. Newcastle only conceded thirty three goals all last year. Guess how many they conceded at home? Well, I know Liverpool scored twice, so I think it's got to be like. Maybe 10, 12. So they conceded 14 at home, but seven of those came a combined from City, Liverpool, and Arsenal. City scored three go. on them. Liverpool and Arsenal each scored two. So they only gave up seven goals at home to the team not named Liverpool, City, or Arsenal. So I see this I see this as a Newcastle like 2-0 win, maybe even 1-0. Maybe there's a 1-1 draw, but I've got, two, I've got the under 2.5 at plus 104. And I've got both teams to score no at plus 110. So both picks completely against your both teams to scoring over two and a half. So, hey, at least one of us are going to win this, right? So we've got that going for us. Well, the under two and a half plus 104, if that hits, I win. If it goes over, you'll hit the... Because I don't think a team wins three now here. I think for you to hit that over either. two and a half, both teams are going to have to score. So Let's jump to Sunday. Brentford taking on Tottenham. I'm more excited about this one than I thought I was, especially with the Harry Kane. Is he going to decide? If he does, is he going to play? So I just have questions there. Brentford gave up a ton of goals in preseason, as did Tottenham. And I just kind of could see this one getting out of hand. I think the advantage for Brentford here is that they're at home. So I kind of like the over three and a half at plus one seventy eight. If Kane does, if Kane plays, I feel a lot better about that number. Uh, Ivan Tony obviously out for betting on on games, which is weird for us to be talking about here, talking about with what, everything else we're talking about. He can come on um, the pod if he wants. 
Hey, yeah. Uh, I, I would absolutely if, love if you got Ivan picks Doty for this to... weekend, Ivan. Come on the pod, the plus money pod. We'd love to hear what you've got for us. That would be electric. Uh, he would get further suspended, but uh, I am I am looking forward to him coming back. But regardless, this Brentford team is just still a, a well-run, well-organized, well-coached team that has Premier League experience up against a manager who doesn't in Tottenham for a team that's in a transition. So I just kind of see this one that could get out of hand weirdly, and I'll roll the dice in the over 3.5 at plus 178. Yeah, I only have one play here, and like you said, we're unsure about if Harry Kane's going to play, uh, which makes it really uncertain about how this Tottenham team's going to line up. More pressure on Son, Richarlison to score goals. Uh, Madison, though, has looked really good in the preseason. I've watched some uh, some clips. He was great on Leicester, but he was just on a dying squad. So I think he's going to be great for Tottenham. But I got Brent and Brentford tie no bet at plus 106. Uh, I think this is either going to be a draw or they could steal this one at home. Uh, Brian and Buemo, I think, is going to be really good for Brentford this year. And uh, looks like Wissa will get the start as the number nine uh, in place of Tony. So, yeah, Brentford tie no bet plus 106 is my play. All right, let's get to the big one. Chelsea will host Liverpool Sunday, 1130, uh, in a game where defending and defensive midfielders are optional, mainly because <laughs> neither of them have one. Uh, both teams, I mean, Liverpool in particular, gave up a bunch of just bad goals in preseason to teams that weren't exactly high profile scores. But uh, I also do want to point out that there hasn't been a goal in a Chelsea-Liverpool game since January 2nd of 2022. And that doesn't seem as far away as it it really is, but they've played four times since then. Two of those were cup finals, and both of those cup finals went to 0-0 penalties. So I guess we'll start and we'll get it out of the way. I think I have five plays in this game. And if this one hits, it'll cover all four because it can't hit. And it's impossible for all five to hit. I'm co- I'm very much hedging here. But no goals in the game or under half a goal is plus one plus 1380. Which I think just on the fact that we've had four straight nil-nil draws, I think you have to put something on that. Just because, like, it, it, I have to go with the trend. You know, like, I, I hate myself for saying it, but you have to go with the trend. You know what's funny? I have it in bold and red a highlighter. Chelsea, Liverpool, exact result, nil-nil, plus 1300 i was like i have well, to that's, i have to sprinkle something on it just if it hits ha- you have to put it out there even though i, I actually so, don't think it's gonna happen because i see goals but just from the st- state of the teams but if it does happen i mean we've said it before we see goals and it ends up being nil nil um i got you gotta throw something on that you have to um so it is exact result zero zero is plus 1300 i like what you got fine better. yeah on fanduel but for some reason, under half a goal is plus thirteen eighty. Yeah, so it's I like the that. same bet. It's yeah. the exact same bet. So I don't, I don't understand how that works. But I'm, but that's on Fanduel. So go get the extra, go get the extra scratch. Um, so I'll start there. Next one. Mosala has scored in every single opening day Premier League match that he has played. So he's plus one sixty five anytime goal scorer. Which Mosala plus one sixty five anytime goal scorer. I'm always gonna run with. He didn't get to 20 goals last year, finished on 19 goals and 10 assists. I will say in preseason, he has looked more to be the guy with an assist at the end of his boot rather than a goal. So keep that in mind. I like the over three and a half at plus 166, just because I could see this one just getting out of hand. A lot of sloppy defense and just a lot of attacking talent on the field. I like Liverpool team total over one and a half at plus 102. I think Liverpool get two goals in this. 
And I do think that both teams to score over two and a half at minus 125 kind of feels like the safest pick of the day. This could be a 2-2. This could be a, a 3-3, a 2-1. I don't know. I, I don't see a situation where somebody pitches a shutout, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, my play here, uh, besides the nil-nil exact result, is the one that I actually like is Chelsea-Liverpool, both teams to score, and the over 2.5 at minus 120. Uh, it's not the best of odds here, but I think it's a semi-safe bet. Like you said, uh, no real CDMs for either team here. Uh, there's, It's going to be, I think, very open. Uh, the biggest news, which uh, we haven't hit with this game, is I think it happened, uh, came after your Futures pod, that Nkunku is going to be out longer than expected after getting surgery on the knee. So Chelsea don't really have that number 10 that they were going to rely on. It's going to be kind of a rotation between Chikwumeka, Connor Gallagher taking up that spot. So uh, it's going to definitely hamper their offense, but I think they still grab at least a goal or two here to give us the over. Yeah, um, I would say I can't even give you another goal scorer for Liverpool besides Mo Salah because you don't know who's going to play. Diaz, yeah, I don't. You, you don't know who's going to play. Diaz, Gakpo, Jota, Nunez. It could be any combination of the four of them because almost all of them can play either left wing or striker. Great problem so to have. There's a lot of options. Yeah, it's an awesome problem yeah. to have. I'm and I mean with. I don't even know who's going to play in midfield. Like we could see McAllister and Shabaslai both start in in their first, you know, Liverpool game. Uh, so other than that, I don't really know where to go. I would lean. I mean, shocking the guy wearing a Liverpool jersey and Anfield at his background is going to tell you I would lean Liverpool. Uh, because I think because of the Nkunku factor, we saw Chelsea struggle to score goals last year. And not that I don't rate Nicholas Jackson, I do, but it's his first Premier League game. You know. Coming into a big environment, I'm not going to say Nkunku has played in bigger environments, but we've seen Leipzig go far in the Champions League. We've seen him play for the French national team a little more. So definitely a guy I am scared of once he gets going at Chelsea. The fact that he's not out there week one definitely makes me a little more confident, but I also think Anthony Taylor is refereeing this one, and he tends to get a little crazy. Yeah, I I mean, it's funny. I, I see Liverpool fans complain about referees all the time. And then I saw Chelsea Twitter just go crazy this weekend when I when the notification came out about him. So uh, it should be a fun opening weekend. We'll have picks for Manchester United and uh, Wolves that'll come out. We'll we'll get you updated on Twitter and Instagram uh, on Monday. Uh, looks like we've run a little long here. So it's the opening week. We're excited. It's good to be back on the pod. But thank you guys for watching, for listening. Go rate, review, subscribe, and best of luck this weekend. 